This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. buttons so that you can enjoy the program. The telephone number here, because we are a live call-in radio program, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And Beakless Mountaineer. And joining us remotely from Honduras... Mark Edge. Mark Edge. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> but apparently you need four marks. <laughs> it holds uh, the seat up. <laughs> uh, isn't, that, isn't that what a hair lip dog says? Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I jest. I jest. Surely you jest. No, I'm not surely. Don't call me that. Uh, before we go on, I have to tell you all that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project with a decentralized autonomous organization that to this very day continues to improve and promote Dash. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. Again, dash.org. All right. So we were talking about this win, if you will, for freedom of speech out, out there in Germany, where they do German things and they have German beer and German food. And man, I'm thinking about beer. Yeah. And I got to say, <laughs> it is just such an oppressive tactic to be like, you are not allowed to use this thing that always conjures the idea of an oppressive state. Yeah, the well, then how am I supposed to complain about state oppression? <laughs> You're not. <laughs> well, yeah, if the state has- I mean, I mean that's that's less important than not triggering people and and making Nazis happen again. I will say that the judge did um has the judge has a high enough opinion of Germany itself to say that um hey we're not as authoritarian as you're saying we are, and the evidence for that is is that I'm don't believe that the law actually covers this. Um, in many cases, I think the Germans are hypersensitive to their history um, surrounding World War II, and they ought to have you know some thoughts regarding it certainly, but. At the same time, there are very, very, very few people alive that were alive at that time, so they're not responsible for that. Um, you know, it it never ceases to amaze me when I find some twenty-seven-year-old uh, Jewish person getting mad at some thirty-two-year-old German person over things that occurred that neither one of them had any control over. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I, I, I that's. <sighs> 
we talk in these generational terms too frequently as as a as a, a species in my opinion uh in my opinion things like boomers gen xers millennials you know etc and so on are divisive words right? they they are words that uh, are not there to help unify us they are there to help uh you know, divide us further so much so that you'll hear like without any logic behind them you'll hear one generation blaming another generation right this isn't totally uncommon uh prior to these terms right but before boomers like there wasn't really these generational terms right prior to the greatest generation right uh, and that kind of a thing. I don't think the greatest generation referred to themselves. Um, you know, like the, I think that right. the generation started with the boomers. I think you're right on that point. Right. So like we have these, it's almost like it's a new astrology in a way, right? We have these, these assignments to, well, if you were born between this year and this year, instead of this month and that month, right? If you were born, then you're this type of person. And then people will speak generally about, that particular generation and those generalities I, you know i just don't know man i i think it's a i think it's bad form for humanity to talk about uh, generations uh in that vague of terms well i think the the ba- the baby boom uh combined with a democratic state was the first time at least in recent history that two generations within the same culture were put absolutely at odds with each other. Yeah. Because that was the point where, in order to get elected, you only had to get one demographic, this age group. If you got this age group to vote for you, you won. And that means that if you offered this age group to steal from this age group, then you would win. Because they, because everyone has some level of anxiety or another, and if you're anxious about, will my children love me enough to take care of me when I retire, and someone says, don't worry about that, we'll force them to, then that calms your anxiety, so you're perfectly fine stealing from those people, and incidentally, making sure that you steal from every generation after that, and that the next generation steals from every generation after them, so on and so forth forever. So at that point, you had you had the culture divided against itself. So they created these terms to talk about a division that existed. I don't think it was I the also term. Wonder- I also wonder how much Social Security, you just mentioned it, um, it works in the other direction, too. So, like, the the oldsters don't have to be nice to their kids in order to get taken care of in their old age. Mm. Now they can, you know, they can go down uh, screaming and yelling. At the very least, they can afford a trailer in Florida and some dog food. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly it. All of these things that the government takes over causes us to treat each other more and more poorly. When the government, it's almost as if it's almost as if the government is intention is to split us apart. Oh, almost. No, I believe that is the government's intention because the more government can divide us and pit us against each other, the less time we have to take a look at them. Yeah. Well, and when you are in a business, you want to stay in business. So since their their job is conflict resolution, even though they do, of course, a terrible job at it, they do have a monopoly. So if they don't create conflict, they might find themselves out of a job. 
Uh, so going back to this article from Zero Hedge about uh, CJ and his plight in Germany, or his win, I guess I should say. It's not, it's not a plight anymore. Uh, the article says, we look forward to CJ's full report on his substack of how it all went down. But for now, we congratulate him on beating this highly politicized show trial and scoring what is becoming less and less frequent, a win for free speech against the state. Until that report, uh, we have Hopkins' fantastic closing statement. Uh, we can only imagine what the looks on the judges' and prosecutors' faces were as he unleashed this acerbic wit on their version of reality. Uh, this is pretty lengthy, so we can come back to this in just a minute because we have some callers that I want to get to. Let's first go to, uh, we've got Tim in Florida calling. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Pick a number one through eight. Uh, do I say it out loud or just keep it in my head? No, say it out loud. Okay, it's four. Four, okay. Um, settlers and IDF members, uh, what percentage of the population of Israel, uh, what, what percentage are IDF members by default? And what percentage? And I'm talking about adults. Ooh, uh, 100 of the male population, so 50. Okay. What you said, 100. Well, 100% of the male population has to at some point serve in the Israeli Defense Force. I see the gals in uniform, though. And then then the the other question is uh, also settlers. You know, what percentage of the population, even if they are not IDF members, uh, what percentage of the population are settlers walking around with guns? On their hips. I don't know. That I wouldn't know. Um, I'm curious if a settler can walk around in Palestinian territory with a gun on their hip, can a Palestinian? Good question. Now, does that make them a military target if there is a population under occupation and they are resisting? Um, under international law, uh, would would armed settlers and would IDF members, even as young as 18 at a music festival, be legal military targets? Were the settlers, I I, I think that the music festival was within the country of Israel, was it not? And I think that there's also, it's worth bringing up the difference between the West Bank and Gaza here is, is that they're two entirely different places. Right. Well, all of them. So, so Israel, as we think of Israel, and West Bank, and Gaza, are all a part of Israel, because as far as Israel is concerned, uh, Palestine never existed, and that is the propaganda that they keep pushing to the West. No, no surprise there. I mean, you know, nations love to claim land. Um, you know, Ukraine, the United States. Uh, these are some modern stories about, uh, you know, what happens when people, you know, disagree on who ought to be in charge in a given given tract of land. Yep. Uh, right now, there are people right now talking about drinking a mojito a year from now, um, on you know within within what is currently considered Gaza. And, and these are Israelis. And also, I want to bring up the fact that anyone can convert to Judaism yes. at any time. This is not a 12-tribe issue. 
anyone can convert to Judaism and move to Israel and become a settler with any of you can do it right now. So, so imagine, you know, it's something like the Free State Project, except it's the Tyranny State Project. And, and you can go over there right now, put a gun on your hip, and uh, burn somebody's house to the ground and take it over. We, anyone can do that. Any American with, with an American, uh, uh, you know, citizenship can become dual citizenship. I'm pretty sure that they regulate who gets to steal whose houses. Yeah. You can't just, like, go there and take someone's house. Well, but, but they have had instances where these uh, settlers sort of see an opportunity. They go in, they get a spot, and then uh, Israel doesn't really know what to do with a Jew that's outside of the Jew areas and inside of the Muslim areas. So they kind of say, well, maybe we'll make this a, you know, a Jewish area, too. So it gets really difficult in those circumstances, um, you know. I mean, and we also have to mention that the Muslim countries around Israel have no intention of taking the Palestinians in. Okay, well, and neither does Israel. You know, you would think if they're not Hamas and Israel doesn't see them as Hamas, then Israel would have taken them in before they started bombing, but that's another issue. Um, but what what is happening is, uh, yes, they are actually actively advertising property uh, saying tomorrow we will drink mojitos uh, on you know on beachfront property in Gaza, and um, and I would also like to bring up what, what do you I think the solution up. is? The solution, actually, Marky, actually, you brought something up which probably is the closest thing to a solution because the state of Israel will not change, and um, so you brought up an interesting point. You know, during World War II. If the United States hadn't been so full of bigots at the time that, uh, you know, Jews could have come to this country. And at the same time, uh, whether you say, okay, well, why doesn't all of Israel come to this country? Or you can say, Palestinians, you come to this country. Because the reality is the United States has dual citizens of both, uh, both Israel and Palestine. And, and no, you know, it's not federal policy. Yes, that would be a good solution. Um, if the United States really wanted to show a good face right now, they would say, okay, we're going to make a provision uh, for Palestinians who are under a brutal attack to come to this country. And, you know, but that's not happening. What do you think it would be like if the United States said, yeah, the Palestinians can come to the United States and, you know, maybe we'll section off this little section of uh, Nevada for them. Or uh, maybe maybe Detroit will say, hey, you can have some of these abandoned houses here um, or whatever. Do you think they would do well? How is it different than regular welfare? This is my problem is like like plenty of people get welfare that probably should go get a job. Right. And, a lot of them work in Washington D.C. Yeah, right. That's the and and that's the thing. That is the thing. Is like any time people are like, let's give money to to these people. Those politicians are they're scalping a little bit, like they're skimming a little bit off the top. That's the reason they're supporting. Like, let's give money to these people. Let's redistribute because they're skimming a little bit off the top. And the same thing, whether they're supporting the state of Israel. Uh, and and 
I, I don't know what to say about, you know, people like Rashida Tlaib, um, who did not, she, she basically abstained from some resolution, you know, ca ca calling calling it what it is. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about this resolution of which you speak. I'm sorry. I can't remember. What is the difference between genocide and, and democide? I mean, I mean, what is genocide uh, from democide? Yeah, yeah, democide is just, when a government puts its people to death. Uh, okay. Genocide is where you eradicate an entire kind of people. Well, Palestine uh, is not recognized by Israel. Gaza is not recognized by Israel. So if they are occupied, that means they are a part of Israel, and that would make it a democide. It's, it's a okay. question uh, I'm I'm not against the uh, the terminology. I think it's a very sticky situation, and I'm not um, willing to, you know, like if there were people out there that seemed hell bent on setting my house on fire, or, you know, firing rockets at my me and mine, and you know my kid got killed or anything like that. Man, I mean, I'm going to be a pretty angry, dude. Um, well. The difficulty is it, it seems like everybody's stuck right next to each other, and nobody wants to make an escape for this, uh, you know, the steam to blow off. As, as far as I can tell, there's a good percentage of the Israeli population, and I'm not speaking for everyone because, no, everyone is an individual, but there is a good percentage of the Israeli population that supports genocide, even if even if they disagree with Netanyahu. Right, whether you call it genocide or democide, they are like all about getting rid of the Palestinians and getting them out and spreading the state of Israel beyond its current borders into Jordan, into Lebanon. Because don't forget, right now settlers are going into the West Bank and they are burning down houses, okay, of people living in the West Bank. Everyone's talking about Gaza. But but settlers are going into the West Bank, burning down houses and more. And um, well, I I would say that the you know that they're they're sort of a tale of two cities, as it were. In the case of Gaza, this is what happens when you um, when you know a group violently revolts, and the West Bank is what happens when a group passively sits by and lets things happen. Um, I don't want to mix the two because to me they're entirely different situations. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a Quaker school in Ramallah that I've supported over time because it's you know attempting to bring peace to an area where there isn't a lot of peace. But, I mean, you know, West Bank and Gaza are different places to me. Well, so so my question about Gaza and Hamas and October 7th is, is it, is it so? Because so many things have been walked back. And then after they've been walked back, they've still been used over and over. In fact, I just, and I hated that I paid $3 for this rag, New York Post. Uh, from Friday, January 26th, it says, New York University professor spews Israel hate, says Hamas atrocities are not true. Now, if you actually look at what this guy's talking about, and they, they claim him of falsely, acute, uh, falsely denying that Hamas had raped Israelis and beheaded babies, well, guess what? Those things were both walked back by CNN. And then... Uh, Glenn Beck and Steve Deese and uh, 
what uh, Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, and uh, uh, who's the other guy, uh, Pat Gray, and all these people, they still go back to these things that that have already been walked back, and they admitted they were walked back, but they go back to the testimony of one IDF member or or one settler. So and you're saying that there weren't. Uh, these these people weren't kidnapped. There weren't killings. There weren't you know there all these things. Yes, there were kidnappings and there were killings. And uh, in fact, um, a good number. Personally, I believe that the majority of people that were killed, and the number has been reduced from fourteen hundred to eleven hundred, because a good number of those three hundred were Hamas members, right? Um, and because they couldn't tell the difference, because it appears that. Uh, from the senior uh, command, there were orders. It was basically what's called a, um, it's a operative, a uh, Hannibal, Hannibal Directive. Hannibal Directive is when a, uh, a citizen gets taken hostage, all right, and Israeli citizens were taken hostage. Now, how many of those were IDF members? How many of those were settlers? Now, the children that were taken hostage, that is a war crime. I can't deny that. Uh, but apparently, uh, these accusations of rape basically came from one or two sources that ended up well, not being credible. You're making a justification that. that somebody who is acting like a civilian at a music festival being taken hostage is a, um, you know, well, they're, they're, they're a military member, so it's okay. I mean, no, no, no. It, that same... I, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, under international law, that is recognized as justifiable. That's all I'm saying. Well, then they should just walk through the the Gaza Strip, just shoot everybody. We thought they were enemy combatants. You know, I mean, okay. like but, but I, I would walk, I would walk away from that line of thinking. Okay, that's fine. You can walk away from that line of thinking. What I'm trying to say is, uh, the accusations of raped Israelis and beheaded beheaded babies, specifically, were walked back from uh, by mainstream uh, news organizations, and to this day, there is no uh, forensic evidence, and the accusations only come from, like, a one IDF member who says people, uh, women told him. Yeah, okay, this happens every no time they gear us up for war. They'll talk about, oh, the they were yep. they were taken out of the incubators and left on the ground, right. or right. they were put right. on spikes. Yeah, they always lie to us about what happens to the babies when they want us to go to war. I'd be willing to bet that some of those female hostages were raped while they were in there for weeks. Hey, Tim, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Don't go anywhere. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? 
We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA News Update. Former President Donald Trump ordered to pay E. Jean Carroll a whopping total of $83 million in damages for defaming her. Trump taking to Truth Social saying the verdict is ridiculous and he will be appealing. In other news, supermarkets packed with snacks, booze, and munchies ahead of a big weekend in sports. The stage now set for the top four teams in the NFL to face off on Sunday. Corey Myers now with a preview. We find out who's taking part in the Super Bowl this weekend. On Sunday first, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Ravens in the AFC Championship. That one's in Baltimore. Kickoff set for 3 p.m. Eastern from M&T Bank Stadium. In the NFC Championship, the Detroit Lions traveling to the West Coast to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Kickoff there, 6.30 Eastern from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
Yes, it is. Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio program where you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number here, if you'd like to join, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160 in the studio. It's me, Captain. And Peakless Mountaineer. And joining us via satellite. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Censorship. Yep. Yet again. (laughs) Am I via satellite? What's Um, Jitsi? I presume it's via satellite. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of how the internet works. No, I think it's the internet runs under the water to to Miami. I I believe Mark is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's uh, coming to us live from somehow underwater. (laughs) 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 And joining us from Atlantis. Atlantis, yes. Is, is that where uh, a man can be free in, in Atlantis? The, it's about the only place the, a man can mythical, be free at this right, point. Free from the state, uh, because there's certainly no plot of land on planet Earth where a man can be free from the state. Well, it's an advanced civilization, and the only possibility for an advanced civilization would have to do away with the state. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so at any rate, Mark, you're with us. You can hear us right? all as well. All I right. can hear you. Right, fine. Cool. Thanks. Just, just checking. Uh, so six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We have more to talk about. I'd like to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, this C.J. Hopkins case in Germany. But if we don't get to it, that's fine. Uh, I would like to move on to Mark. You brought this in, uh, and Peakless and I during the break were talking about uh, Texas now. Uh, there's a lot going on in Texas. There's a lot to unpack. I haven't been specifically paying attention to Texas. I mean, I read the headlines and I listen to the show a bit. So, like, I've got, you know, a good idea of what's going on in Texas. But there's something here that you brought in uh, that I want to get to. But before we do that, I want to get to uh, David Ridley calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Some thoughts about the D.C. standoff with Texas. Okay. So I uh, published an article on freekeen.com today uh, and tried to go into some detail on this. Uh, one, one of the things people aren't thinking about, you know, like Milo Vangelis used to say, kind of, he always he had this idea, don't, don't trust headlines, trust history. <laughs> so people seem to be all excited right now about the fact that a few states are, well, a bunch of states are lining up to exercise a little bit of sovereignty and stand up to the feds. Yeah. Uh, you know, while that's good uh you independence drives or autonomy drives uh, are also connected with the cause behind it what what is it what was it that triggered them you know so that's why the south uh is so uh, the, the confederacy is so hated because it it seceded which is with you know they had the right to do that but they seceded over slavery uh and when the south stood up to the north over civil rights well yeah i mean the 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 feds were beyond their power uh but because the south was taking a stand over segregation something so evil uh it tainted uh it tainted their independence or their their sovereignty exercise does that make sense yeah Mm -hmm. so in the same way you know if we fast forward 50 or 100 years from now humans you know if, if the trends of the last 500 years continue Humans will continue becoming more humane, uh, and the idea that 
any human is illegal or that you can't travel, you have to have government permission to travel, that would be considered just as insane as slavery. Or, or almost I, as insane. I, I want right? to I want to agree with you, except that, like, it's only really very recently that human beings have become illegal. That things like passports, and I'm just talking about recently in human history, not recently as in like you know no. five years ago. Passports have only been around for less than a hundred years. This way of enforcing it is new. I'll grant you. Yeah. But no, the idea of people not being allowed into other countries is very, very old indeed. Like, you didn't get to go to England without the King of England's permission. That was kind of how it worked. Yeah, they, before passports, they would often have just sort of letters from nobility or whatever to be able to go to different lo- locations. Um, passports were, in some ways, they're t- tyrannical. I guess they're like uh, marriage certificates. You know, if. Uh, if some bureaucrat comes along and says to a black man who's married to a white woman, you're not married because you can't be. Well, they could shake a marriage certificate at them and say, look, here's a government that said that I did. And a passport sort of says, hey, I've been authorized by my government to travel through. So, you know, you've got an agreement or whatever the case may be. But travel or fun is a relatively new thing, um, you know, probably mid 1800s before it even you know started getting any traction at all. Ridley? Anyhow, it's easy to, when talking about this to sound complicated, right? And, and the, the, but the simple, the simple story is that the Texas government and the U.S. government are both bad news, and New Hampshire should divorce them both. <laughs> now, there's, there's words I can agree with. I, I well, look forward to trading as equals uh, between the nations of New Hampshire and Texas. Ridley, I think that um, New Hampshire doesn't have a hope seceding unless Texas does first. Now, Texas may secede for good reasons or bad reasons as far as a libertarian is concerned, and libertarians do argue about this point uh, surrounding (laughs) (laughs) um, immigration, no doubt. Um, But I like what New Hampshire did recently, which is there's a bill in that would advise the federal government that if they go over $40 trillion in debt, New Hampshire secedes. Yeah. I don't know if I think that that's um, as, you know, fleshed out as it needs to be, but nonetheless, it's nice to put them on notice. I think that's a good thing is to let the, you know, to, to tell the feds, hey, this spending that you're doing is unacceptable and there will be consequences. So I I hate to push back on you on this one, but one of two things is going to happen with with the future. Either we will continue this insane belief that ownership is based on the ability to defend a property, or we will move to the idea that you have to put your work into something in order to own something, and thus cannot own nature and cannot own unaltered land. Now, if the future still believes that ownership is based on your ability to defend it, then this will be seen as a perfectly sane maneuver by that future. Well, um, give me a little more to that. I, I get where you're coming from. I just need a little more as to know what specifically you're trying to say. Okay, so um, Ridley is concerned with, oh, well, you made these humans illegal. And it's like, well... 
if the future is full of people that still believe that property is based on your ability to do violence to defend it, then it will still be a situation where we have nation states of one variety or of another, where all of our interactions are predicated fundamentally on the capacity to do violence. If, on the other hand, we become free individuals based on our work and free trade, then we won't be using nation states as we know, as we know them today. And then this will be seen as primitive, but so will everything else. So, Peakless, what if I want to buy up a million acres of land in the United States or manzanas or hectares or whatever, you know, you, you put your uh, measurement of land in there. Um, and I want it to be completely left fallow. You know, I don't want to do anything with it. The purpose of which being to, you know, let the animals run free, produce, um, you know, oxygen or whatever it is that I have to do. That's sort of naturey, um, just left as a nature preserve. What if I want to do that? Okay. Well, what is actually happening is that you are paying off a violent group of thugs to leave you alone while you use this thing that they have no right to, but have in fact claimed that they will do violence to anyone who uses it without their permission. Now, that doesn't in itself give you any right to it, but it does ensure that no one will mess with you. (laughs) <laughs> um, what if somebody comes like in this Georgian world that you're sort of referring to here, where people will have to that, mix, but okay, <laughs> have to mix their labor with uh, land in order to, uh, you know, be able to use it and make it theirs? Could not just someone come along to my, you know, land that I've left as a nature preserve uh, and turn it into? some kind of, I don't know, a factory belching out smoke, which would be completely antithetical to me and what I paid for it, because somebody's going to pay for the a piece of land the last time before this uh, Georgian paradise uh, idea comes into to play, right? Okay. So first off, I'd like to deal with the belching black smoke bit, because that's kind of important. Uh, the reason that our environmental protections are non-existent is because of the monopoly of the court system. And that goes all the way back to when the English courts decided that the Industrial Revolution was too valuable to protect your right to breathe. So they said any amount of pollution that is being put out will be protected by their system. So people stopped suing and that you didn't get rights against people harming you through pollution. So that's why we currently have a system where there are no effective rights of protecting yourself against the people who are harming you uh, in a diffuse manner. So in a system where this becomes the normal thing, where you have to act actually put your work into something in order to own it and can't just claim a piece of nature, then presumably you would also have a, a free market in uh, in court systems and the the insane ones would be weeded out by the market. So in that system, you would be able to sue them for the black smoke. But it, it, to get to uh, what I think your real question here is, of well, what about this money that I gave a bunch of violent criminals? Well, you wasted your money by giving it to a bunch of violent criminals, and you have no right. And they had no right to sell that to you. Just like if someone steals something and then sells it to you, you don't have a right to that either. So I've got a kind of a situation like that here. The resort where I'm at um, has some people who want to launch a jet ski and have. 
um, on top of a soft coral bed. And soft coral, if you don't know this, uh, you step on soft coral, it kills it. It's not like, you know, hard coral or, you know, it's, it's safe and everything like that. But, you know, they got to get their jet ski in the water. And so they've gone across private property and they've gone on to public property, you know, across the private property, get to the public property to uh, step on you know, a protected beach. And I would like very much to protect that beach, but these people would like very much to launch their jet ski. Whose now, responsibility is it to protect this protected beach? Government? Well, <laughs> government's not going to do a very good job. I mean, they already and aren't if they're able to launch their jet ski. They'll probably be here, though, to arrest me if I shoot them. Okay. So, you know, that's the really the problem with government in this circumstance is, is that it is a poor uh, judge of the scenario. Two years later, it's going to give you a ruling after all the uh, soft coral is dead. You know? So what and I would say gold is going to change hands. Put up isn't gonna bring back the- so put up so like put your labor into the surrounding area and then you will own that stuff. And then if they use your fence, they use your asphalt then you can shoot them. Now, as far as rights go, now, as far as is the government going to acknowledge that? Well, governments are insane criminals. Of course not. Yeah, they're not going to acknowledge it. Yeah, but, no, uh, they will absolutely stop you from, from defending your property. That's what they do. Go ahead, Mark. They actually moved the fence. They, uh, you know, pulled a piece of it out and launched their jet ski because they have a right to uh, launch the jet ski was their, you know, assertion. But there you go. And uh, this is what happens when we don't have uh, clarity on what gives you a right to a thing. Let's let's go back to Mr. Ridley. Your thoughts? Well, back to the original subject. You know, we we've had we had an independence movement in New Hampshire in the 19th century, and the fact that that existed has been useful to us for you know 150, 200 years as we've struggled to you know to, to exercise our sovereignty. And so it's really, this is a reminder of how useful this, this Jason Gerhardt's bill in New Hampshire has been and will be in, in maybe for hundreds of years, uh, just in, in, in making the case that independence doesn't have to be uh, about some crappy issue like immigration. Independence can be about a good issue uh, like uh, the debt. Yeah, so, I'm, I don't think this compares to uh, the, the Jim Crow laws or to slavery, though. I think that uh, since people really do believe in this idea of owning territory, then, I mean, if you don't, ha- if you don't actually control that territory, in what sense do you have a nation? Well, I mean, you have a nation in the same sense that Belgium has a nation, right? They have restaurants that, that are you know, on both sides of the of the Belgian Dutch border, and no one cares where the border is, and that and no one cares where the border is between, uh, you know, Vermont and New Hampshire to any large extent. That that's 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 how you can have a a border without having border fascism. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mr. Ridley, if folks want to find out more about you or the work that you do, where can they go? RidleyReport.com. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call and for your efforts. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. That's uh, Mr. Ridley, everybody. Um, moving right along, let's go to... This is Skeeter calling from California. Skeeter, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Yeah, you shouldn't uh, really concentrate on Rich's definition of property as, uh, you know, something you can defend. While it's on the right track, it's ultimately evolutionary profitability that determines what rightful property is. Not any homesteading principle, which is the same principle that was born out of democracy and is foolish and is not a market or capitalistic uh, function. Because libertarians have strayed away from real economics. They strayed away from science and real market principles and the force of the invisible hand, which is actually evolution. And that's why I say both advocates for uh, constitutional republic and libertarianism, they don't understand the market, which is another term for evolutionary capitalism. Libertarians aren't fully prepared for the, what the pure market really is. And it isn't, no, not aggression, hippie utopia of Ancrapistan. But your boy does. I understand, for instance, to diminish and destroy externalities, which is the true problem of what causes immorality and what causes people to act immorally, which perverts behavior. The market will, will absolutely erode all privacy. And that's what is the true underlying cause of externalities. So when and you say the market, you are including the behavior of murdering people who don't do what you tell them to. That is market behavior to you. If it brings about a better good. Yeah, so oh, this is why we have there, words, there is, is so that we can communicate ideas. And when you use a word to mean something that is not what anyone thinks that word means, it stops being something that you can use to communicate to people. No, hey, uh, thanks for the call, Skeeter. 603-283-6160. Let's move on to this unscreened caller. What's your name? You're live on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hello. Yes, you're live on the air. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. What's your name? Uh, I'm Michael. That's hey. me. Hey, Michael. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I don't know. Me and my friend were just sitting here. We were listening to your podcast. We thought you had a lot of good stuff to say. We wanted to join in. All right. Well, do you have something specific you wanted to talk about, something we've talked about tonight? Uh, me and my friend were actually talking about the uh, the Texas, where Texas is trying to divide themselves into their own uh, country. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. really hope that they can vote on secession this time. Yeah, I, I I thought about this a lot over the last, uh, I mean, since I've been on this show, so five years now. Um, the United States of America is uniquely positioned to survive something like uh, what happened to the Soviet Union when they finally broke up, right? The United States is already uh, perforated, if you will, into a bunch of different states, which are in theory, already supposed to be their own countries. And the only reason the federal government exists is so that all these states can cooperate for a few things, specifically administrative things, right? Uh, you know, secretarial work. That's why it's called an administration when, you know, a president is elected and that kind of a thing. So uh, it is my firm belief that the outcome of all of this turmoil, all of this political turmoil, is the eventual breakup of the United States of America in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, to, yeah. uh, sorry, go ahead. Do you feel like the president's handling it well, or do you think Trump would handle it better? I think both of them handled it poorly, and the next one will also handle it poorly, because these people are not leaders. They are, 
tyrants. They are psychopaths. What they want is more for them, more control over you, and less for you. They don't want things. They don't want you to be free. They don't want you to make your own decisions for you. They don't want you to be the captain of yourself. They want. They also don't want to see a solution to the immigration problem. Right. The Republicans didn't want to see abortion outlawed because then the dog catches the car. And what's he do with the car? You know, it's the same situation. And it's the same situation with immigration. The Republicans are going to show their hands that they don't want immigration. All they are is like, no, whatever the Democrats want, we want something else. And they don't have a stance. Yeah, and to to answer the question of would Trump have handled this better, this would not have happened if Trump was president. What do you think? This is largely a political maneuver. So look at who signed this uh, new document to to say, yes, they are totally justified. It's 100% on party lines. All of the people who are willing to, uh, I guess, send the National Guard of their state down to defend against the army if it comes to that – they are 100% the Republican governors. This is all Pepsi versus Coke. So this absolutely would not be happening if Trump was president because it wouldn't have been politically viable to put the president in that situation for the Republicans. Mm. Mike? Now, do you think after the four years that uh, Biden has had, he's really shown his cards, and do you think he's going to win the next election, or do you think people have opened their eyes up more and they're going to... uh, have a smarter standpoint and maybe vote for Trump or if it changed the perspective more to see if they have changed their mind at all. That's well, a- I don't know that the smartest thing that one can do is vote for Trump. I can understand why one would choose to do it. Um, you know, I'm no fan of Joe Biden by any stretch of the imagination and nor am I so such a Pollyanna that I believe that uh, the libertarian candidate, whoever it might be, is suddenly going to get into office, nor if they did, would they behave themselves. But I'm kind of of the opinion that these people are liars and thieves, all of them. And if you put any hope in them, you're just the fool who believes in liars and thieves. You know, if you want to vote on in, you know, the second Tuesday, the first Tuesday in November, by all means, go ahead and vote. I don't think it's that a violent act against your um, your neighbor. I don't think that it's a uh, a, some kind of assent to being governed or anything like that. But at the same time, I don't think it's I I think it's a non-action. Yeah, I think it speaks poorly of the roughly 300 million people in the United States, uh, that geographic area, to know that it's going to come down to uh, the orange man or the senile man, both of them elderly. Like, what does that say about all of the human beings, individuals residing inside of the territory known as the United States of America. It speaks it very says, poorly. It, it says that we can't stop crooked old perverts part two, no matter how much we don't want it. Right? Like, you know, if you go out and talk to the person in the street and you ask him, would you rather have Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or somebody else? You're going to get somebody else the majority of the time, and it's going to be a landslide for mm-hmm. somebody else. But it, by the looks of it, if I'm um, looking at the polls, that's not going to be the way it goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with the with that completely. And yeah, the worst thing you can possibly do is expect that some savior is going to come along and fix this problem for you. You have to stop waiting for that and go build something better instead. Michael, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160 is the phone number if you would like to join us on air here tonight. It's Free Talk Live. Hour number three is coming up. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, Get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. 